We yeah, should really cover the old Queen of Black Magic. I watched that, and it's bananas. I'm just looking at how many Jordan Peele movies we have on here. I'm just yeah. reminded of that time when someone was just like, man, three great, like three classics in a row. Is Jordan Peele the best horror director ever? And Jordan Peele responded saying, you put some goddamn respect on John Carpenter's name. Oh, yeah. And then we go look at, yes, John Carpenter about any of that. He'd just be like, I don't know. Leave me the fuck alone. I just want to play video games. <laughs> I saw yeah. a great interview with John Carpenter where he was talking about, or as I read uh, like a snippet of it, where people are like, what do you think about elevated horror? And he's like, I'm not familiar. It's like, I don't know and I don't you care. Know, like, yeah, I, yeah. As much as like, there's this like romantic, tortured creative that's so relatable and almost like aspirational in Scorsese's, like, and Miyazaki is like, oh, I'm so close to death, but I only just now feel like I'm mastering the art and I have so much more to do. Yeah. I feel like there's something way more aspirational about John Carpenter's just being like, nah, I'm done. I did it. Yeah. I'm yeah. done. I live my life now. Yeah, he's got his little uh, comics imprint now, and yeah. um, oh, his fantastic. wife seems to do most of the work for us. She's chill as hell. I met her at ALA. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's cool. Good evening, and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the show where we hold horror to standards it absolutely never agreed to. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the podcast where we hold a horror to progressive standards that never agreed to. We're, there were just too many movies over this last year that we watched for us to cover in one episode, so we've got to come back and do it again. It is still just a little bit after Halloween for us. It is We're in November, but it is after New Year's for you, and we are still, still celebrating our third anniversary because we have been doing this for three years. Somehow, some way, we're still at it. Uh, I am your host, Jeremy Whitley, and with me tonight, I have a panel of cinephiles and cenobites. First, they're here to challenge sexy werewolf, sexy vampire binary. My co-host, Ben Kahn. Ben, welcome back. Yeah, let's rank movies. Yes, yeah, let's give objective numbers to... Coming yeah, for your ass, watch mojo. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. What, what is watch mojo? Top 10 anime moments that made you go whoa that's an anime moment oh buzzfeed it's video buzzfeed video buzzfeed top 10 anime betrayals top 10 anime not betrayals what and is the cinnamon roll of cenobites our co-host emily martin <laughs> emily what is your top anime betrayal oh uh the rebuild of evangelion i was gonna say the <laughs> animation quality in one punch man season two I haven't seen season two yet. Neither have I, because I took one look at the animation and was like, no thanks. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Also, the actual, yeah, the actual quality of Jujutsu Kaisen and how forgettable it is. Okay, that's okay. so real, because as someone who fucking reads and watches so much goddamn shonen manga stories, Jujutsu Kaisen is a lot of fun. I could not tell you a single character's name. I watched the whole first season. Couldn't Gojo. I know Gojo. Yeah, I know Gojo too. Because Gojo is also shows a name with a heavy duty soap that we use in the print shop sometimes. (laughs) And that's how I remember Gojo. 
Like, I can tell you all about the fucking Kekai Kekai of the fucking Uchiha clan and all the different kinds of Sharingan and, like, what the deal with the Naruto. I recommend, remember all the goddamn ninja clans could not tell you the main character's name of Jujutsu Kaisen gun to my head. Yeah, I, yep. I mean, I, I watched the first episode and I have trouble recalling it because like, I watched the whole first even? season. Oh, jeez. Well, I, tonight was what, yeah, whatever, Sound, Jeremy. Okay. okay. Whatever. Come at okay. me, Jujutsu Kaisen friends, fans. Your show is mid. <laughs> I think they know. I think they know. They're aware. But it's um, adult immature. Go watch Yu Yu Hakusho show like an adult. Yeah, for real. Man up. Woman up. Them up. <laughs> so. Hopefully, some of these movies are uh, that we're going to be talking about now are a little bit less forgettable than Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, we are starting. Uh, we finished just through Pride Month last time, so we finished up ranking Stream Five. Five. So the creams. next thing up is far from mid. It is Megan. Okay. Possibly my favorite horror movie of this last year. That movie was really solid, and I've watched it multiple times. Yeah, Megan I, is the sort of horror movie that if it's on TV, I'm watching it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I just... think that Megan deserves to be in the top 20. Yeah, yeah. my okay. Uh, my first instinct was uh, to start at 25, which would put it just above Anna and the Apocalypse, which I love, but isn't Megan. Um, Megan yeah. is something. You always got to give it to whenever James Wan is just like, Anytime we're in the movie that's in the era of nobody is telling James Wan no is going like, to be a good time. I yeah. James Wan and Akila Cooper together so far Magic. have made Magic. have made Malignant, Megan, and The Nun 2, which I haven't seen yet, but looks good. The first Nun was, was pretty good. And then, like, she's also written two of the best episodes of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. So, like, Akila oh, Cooper... Oh, shit! Which episodes of Strange New Worlds did she do? So Akila Cooper wrote both of the like doctor centered episodes from the first season uh, about him and his daughter. Hell yeah, I'm Bega. Yep. The, oh man, yeah, I'm out of Bega episode where you find out about his daughter being in the teleporter. Bega uh, episodes, more like Bega episodes. Yeah. Yeah, and then the the fantasy Alicia, please the cut that. Please cut into that. Into a no, fantasy no. world on the on the Enterprise. Oh, fantasy world on Enterprise was fucking great. Strange New Worlds is awesome. Yeah, it is. That all right, yeah, Megan, though. Cooper's okay. killing it. So, yeah, Megan. So, Emily said top 20, which would mean right now placing it above Evil Dead 2. How do we feel about that? No, I think it goes right between Ready or Not and Jennifer's Body. So I think I like it more than Jennifer's Body, but not more than Ready or Not. But I can also be convinced, it's but definitely not. I don't like it more than Evil Dead or Sissy. Yeah, I mean, I just said I thought it was my favorite horror movie of 2022, and Sissy is sitting right up there, too, which, like, I also really, really, really like Sissy. It is, Megan it is was a close super fun, but Sissy is that absolutely visceral feel that really only the best of horror movies can evoke. Yes. Yeah, Especially... and Sissy is gay, whereas Megan is just for the gays. Um, yes, correct. And I do think there's something to be an element of like everything about Megan is super fun, but hell we've seen 
animatronic horror before. We've seen dull murder horror before. We've seen hell. We seen we saw malignant. So we've even seen unhinged, just crazy pants like filmmaking before. <laughs> where Sissy really did find a whole angle and viewpoint that we haven't seen before. Yeah. So I feel like Sissy gets credit has gotta give credit for just how original an approach it was to horror and the slasher specifically. In a yeah. way that really makes you like brute for the killer, even as they are doing horrible, unforgivable things. Hundred percent. Murdering completely innocent people in some cases. But yes. still you're like it still yeah, felt I'm, like a happy ending you. though. Yeah, it's a felt satisfying. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, Megan. <laughs> the movie yes. we have not ranked yet so far is... It's somewhere between Sissy and Anna and the Apocalypse. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that's absolutely right. I would put it, I think, just above Ready or Not, which, again, has an ending that where, where everybody dies horribly, but is still somehow a happy ending. Yes. I'll go with that. I'll agree with that. I'd, I'd put it yeah. at 22 right now, right? Between yeah. Sissy and Ready or Not. Sounds good. I so. think you have to give... Megan credit for being one of the few movies where from really almost the beginning and the to the end, you can point to the main character and yell at the screen, why aren't you in jail? Please mm-hmm. go to jail. <laughs> but, you know, support women's wrongs. So we that, also... that brings us to uh, when I believe we watched this one. I want to say this was for Ben's birthday. We watched Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, focus, focus. I put a spell on you, motherfuckers. So here's now I'm I'm scrolling down a little bit. And... Well, this is going to be a recurring thing for a couple of the next few that we're coming to, which is, does it matter how much fun it is on this list compared to how good it actually is? Because it'll just focus, not great in, a, no, in the, like objective no. some sense, of, but some of so the, much yeah. fun. Worst child acting I've ever seen. The actual main character is fucking nothing. Yeah. And well, also, I will never forgive it for the name Thackeray Binks. That, yeah. Both of the male, like, boy cat- leads, the kid that plays Thackeray and the, the main boy, are just they're just awful. They're and nothing. Then, like, cannot tell you how upsetting it is watching this cat whose face is CGI'd slightly off to movement to the rest of the cat's body. Yeah, yeah although and... the, the actual cat actor is fantastic. Like, they did a really good job oh, yeah. of, like, being able to film a cat, which is not easy for well, and, film. And you gotta feel bad for all these other kids. I really Even though, like, the, the girl though. love interest is fine. She's not yeah. great, but like she's acting against tiny Thor to Birch. Little sister. Head and yeah. shoulders above everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. She's so tiny and towers above everyone. I mean, look, this is like almost drag queen story hour, the movie with those uh, witches. So I'm looking at the 75 to 80 area. I was, I was starting, I, I want to start looking at 100, which currently is. The movie that's been our bar for a lot of movies, which is Near Dark. Do we feel like it's better or worse than Near Dark? I think so. I it is. I think I feel like it is better or worse than Near Dark. That's it is better. Or... <laughs> I like it true. more. Yeah, like, do I like it more than Event Horizon? Absolutely not. Do I like it more than Near Dark? It's definitely more rewatchable than Near Dark. 
weirdly, I think it's of a similar quality to to Event Horizon, honestly. Yeah, like, kind of. For basically yeah, the same movie. They, they do kind of evoke the same, like, junk Level. food movie feel. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like, this is... Watching either Event Horizon or Hocus Pocus feels like the cinematic equivalent to just, like, a dinner movie. of chips, candy, and soda. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Event Horizon has movies. a blood orgy and Hocus Pocus has a dance-a-thon. Like, it's basically yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Like, Event <laughs> Horizon is Hocus Pocus, but if it was in space and there was uh, a chaos dimension and the witches were Sam Neill. I mean, I if mean, you split Sam Neill's performance into three performances, you basically have the Kathy and Jimmy and, and Bette Midler. And... So... Here's the thing. That's the full version, the lost version of Event Horizon with the musical number in it. Like, th- <laughs> we were robbed. The, this is the metric that I think I'm judging it with that I think could give Event Horizon the win is Hocus Pocus was trying to make me laugh. Event Horizon was not trying to make me laugh at all. And yet I laughed so much more watching Event Horizon. I think... I think Event Horizon is accepting of the laughter. I think Event Horizon isn't necessarily trying not to make you laugh. It's just not like the main objective, right? But they're like, this is a this is a feature, not a bug. Of, I mean, this is Paul W. S. Anderson, I believe. Yeah. Um, oh, it is. Yeah. So I mean, that like, does explain why we have like a man shooting out of nowhere, going, "You let me burn." Bird. Yeah, no, like that. Gabriel Bird. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> what if what the I'm thing saying. driving Sam Neill crazy in Event Horizon was Bette Midler as a witch? Like, oh, uh, that would have been, wasn't it? Yeah, like, what if that's what actually was was the the bad guy of Event Horizon? Man, yeah, imagine like you take the spaceship out to Event Horizon, and it's like we found hell in space, and oh no, the Sanderson sisters are here. They're oh hell. my god! Escaped from space hell. <laughs> it's what if it's Jason X? They Disney. It's Jason X Disney with the Sanderson plus. sisters. Oh, I cannot wait. Focus, focus three. X. I'm I'm positing focus, focus three. Event Horizon in space. Focus, focus bloodline. Now, having never seen it, can we rank Jason X as number one? No. Among okay. among Friday the Thirteenth movies, I would. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to do Jason in space. I know it's I'm... not even on the calendar, but inevitably, eventually, we will oh, do yeah. it, and I will revel in that day. We should do really bad sequels to classic horror in space. Like we should do Hellraiser Bloodlines. Yes, which... I always struggle do... with calling. I always struggle though with space and Hellraiser Bloodlines and Jason yeah. X. And... Now I know Sorry, he's a, a classic a horror icon, but I always Is really question calling Friday the Thirteenth a classic horror movie franchise. Okay, yeah. we can say franchise. I'm all, I mean, like whenever people are like, "Yeah, we got like Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream and Friday the Thirteenth," I'm like. Mm, one of these is not like the others. That's true. One of these but is noticeably worse. Sometimes trees grow from really bad little sticks into mighty oaks. 
Oh, once they got the machete and the hockey mask, it was over. That's just kill. That's just the power of branding and good character. Design. And it didn't happen until three, which is Wild. arguably the. I mean, it's it's easily the worst one that has Jason in it. Um, Imagine if you had to wait but, four movies for Freddy Krueger to show up with knife with a knife glove. I mean, he still has the like bendy arms at one time. It's the vision of a real a real great filmmaker. Yeah, I mean, because Friday the 13th, it's like he's not in the first one until he grabs her at the very end. Second one, he's just wearing a bag on his head. Well, honestly, I, that's the one thing I give that movie credit for. That fucking little kid tree, like little Jason jumping out of the lake, all-time great jump scare that the movie then completely fucking squanders by not actually ending there. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good movie. No. But moms, anyway, this movie mom- is good. The, the following, are we t- still talking about Hocus Pocus? Hocus Pocus, yeah. I, th- okay. I would put it between Event Horizon and Near Dark. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I think that's, that's interesting. And it puts it just below our Devil Man films as well. That yeah. checks out. Yeah, that that feels right. That, that feels Devil so Man, right Hocus me. Pocus, Event Horizon, all sort of in the same spot there. And Near Dark. Yeah. Oh, boy. And this is one hell of a Justice League. Devil yeah. Man, the Sanderson sisters, and fucking vampire Adrian Pastar. No. Speaking of a movie that I have ranked at five stars, but I am willing to admit is not a great film, They Live. I am going Pete up David, for Rowdy this one. Roddy Piper. No, that is a thousand percent a five-star movie. It is absolutely five stars. Also, it is the reason that we have Shepard Fairey. So I'm looking in like the 70s here. Like my anchor point for they live as child's play i like it much more than child's play do i like Definitely it more than Salome? i like it more think? than Salome. yeah 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 the first thing that really gives me pause is at 71 we have scream five we do yeah yeah just, just known as scream on oh this. right after the yeah yeah Which so... i'd say we're so dumb but the movie addressed all of those points in the movie yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, just above that is the original Scream and The Mummy. Again, The Mummy is pretty dumb in its own right, but, like, yeah, it leans into it. It's hard Much for, like They Live does. I really love They Live, but honestly, it's like The Mummy is as much a wall as Scream, it, Scream 5 is. So, here's the thing. Shape of Water. Are we going to place They Live Above this Oscar-winning film. I am absolutely going to place They Live Again above <laughs> The Shape of Water. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Without hesitation. Yeah. Okay. I am much more hesitant about it going above Queen of Black Magic than I am The Shape of Water. Okay, so. okay. That's that's fair. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you there. Don't get me wrong. I do really appreciate Guillermo del Toro's version of Amelie, where, you know, it involves fucking a fish man. But, like... I thought it was Guillermo del Toro's version of Aquaman fucking a fish man. I thought it was Guillermo del Toro's fan fiction about Abraham Sapien. I mean, really, one thing we can do, we can say about They Live is that it is pretty to the point. Like, we know what the the goal was in that film, and they achieved it, as opposed to, like, The Shape of Water, which is like, yes, she fucked a fish man. Delicious. I I would say, below the mummy, I have some hesitation above or below Scream. That uh, Black Phillip was going to tell Anya Taylor-Joy. You can live deliciously, have butter, and fuck fish, man. Oh, yeah. Those well, are the that's... two things if you sell yourself to the devil. It was all yeah. that. The rest of it was in the book. Like, he, but, you know, he had to keep his pitch, like, short. 
Yeah. I mean, let it not be said that Hellboy to the Golden Army isn't mostly also a romance movie starring a fish dude. Yeah. Played by Doug Jones. Yeah. And then didn't does he still David Hyde Pierce in that movie? The, no, the in Hellboy 2, it's just it's all Doug Jones. As the voice as well? Yeah. Well, I don't that's kind of Yeah, David Hyde Pierce only did the first movie. Yeah. I mean he's fine, but like he's not Doug Jones. Yeah, no, exactly. And which is why with the second one, he was like, You don't fucking need me, just like Doug Jones don't yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Just like Doug Jones do it all. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a little Scream... pig there for a minute. I sure did. did. I didn't like it. I think it's great. You're great. Thanks. Scream five, five creams is better made movie than they live. Without question. But they um... live does have that six minute fight scene of Rowdy Roddy Piper and keep David fighting that adds nothing to the plot. Okay. Everything yeah, I'm to the down. soul of that film. Yeah. I mean, Let's... yeah, I mean that, that, I mean, and I say that as the biggest fucking positive possible. Let's yeah. Okay. Between screen five creams and money, money, mummy. <laughs> it's so mummy, Sweet. baby. So, it's so mummy. And you don't even so know. Mummy. I would have, I like that. Make that mummy rain. I like that. I'm also okay with there being more movies in between Scream and Scream 5. Yes. Yeah. You got a real question on that one coming up soon. Uh, now, the next one we have... Scream 6 is just better. It's just better. Like, I like Scream 5, but Scream 6 is just way better. We did get a chance to talk about one of our... I, I would say all-timers, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay. okay. As horror comedies go, it is definitely near the top. It is um, definitely above Jennifer's body. Well, yeah, I was going to say it is, as far as horror comedies go, it is in hot contention with Evil Dead 2, which is currently at number 20. Would we say That's above true. or below that? I would have to honestly say above it. I would also say above it. And that would also bring it above House and Psycho Gorman. I agree. Be, I would put it between the yeah. menu and Psycho okay. Gorman. So. Yeah. House is uh, going down to 20, Psycho Gorman to 19. So, yeah, that puts it up against the menu. Do we like the menu better than we like Shaun of the Dead? No. Actually, I like Shaun of the Dead much better than the menu. Shaun of the like, Dead is rewatchable. and I like the menu a lot, but I, I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah, so we're saying Shaun of the Dead between Promising Young Woman and the menu? I think I got to go about Promising Young Woman. I think I got to go above Rocky Horror Picture Show for Shaun of the Dead. I if, if we're going that high, I would honestly put it above. Ooh, I'm debating. Mayhem's a tough one. I do love Mayhem. Actually, I think but, if we if we get it nestled Shaun in right after Night of the Living Dead, I think that yeah, I think nice that's it. Poetic. I think it's yeah. between no, yeah, I think it's between Nope and Night of the Living Dead. Uh, I love I me some between. bit, and I love Mayhem, but I think Mayhem is. Heavily influenced by Shaun uh, yeah. of the Dead. And that's yeah. it exactly. Like, yeah, we ha you have to acknowledge that, like, hell, Shaun of the Dead was the most influential horror comedy since Evil Dead 2. And honestly, at this point, probably even more so. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we don't want, like, we're not any higher than that. We don't like it better than Nope, I, which is an I have trouble. Not. I have trouble putting it above, like, Nope and Train to Busan. Yeah, no. Okay. Like, Nope. I, I love Shaun of the Dead. 
I can watch it a lot more now these days because the Simon Pegg crying doesn't really like gut me as much as it used to, just because I'm seeing it so I don't much. Care. I don't, care, just about I don't care about Simon Pegg. Just immune tears. to the tears of British men. Yeah, I mean that's basically what I've been doing, and you know, denying one. Just, if I deny all British men, I have to deny Simon Pegg as well. That's the Blood and Dragons rules. Have you seen that yet? By the way, no. either of you? No. Is that when they launch the queen out of the catapult at that the too. end of the funeral procession? That'd be cool. How cool um, would that have been? And I mean, that was one final show of the British Empire. We launch a queen in a colony. God save her. Wherever she lands, that's our new colony. And there shall be buried. <laughs> at one point, that's kind of what Britain's foreign policy was. Just yeah. throw, just fucking throw a dart at a map. That's ours now. Yeah, that's true. So, um, well, that, yeah, yeah. So that that puts that right up there. I believe at number eleven was what we settled on. 11. Yeah, yeah, yes. that feels right. At twelve, because uh, Night of the Living Dead is it got bumped to eleven by no. Right. Yes. Yeah. So that is right there. So yeah, that was some that month. We we got some all timers in there between that and Megan and and all that. Well, we had fun that month. Then we moved on to Hispanic Heritage Month, and boy, this Oh, we stopped having fun. Yeah, this is not fun. Ben, I still don't think you've seen the skin I live in, right? No, and I don't think I ever will. Yeah, don't. Based on what you told me about it. Don't. It's not. It's upsetting, and, like, it's not, like, the same kind of, like, hereditary is, like, upsetting in a way that is, like, horror. Like, it's, Yo, horror. We got, it's, like, fantasy horror. We got four very upsetting movies to get through before we got Shin Godzilla. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I do think Skin I Live In is a very well-made movie. And you certainly can't say that nothing happens in it. <laughs> yeah. Is... So, above Alien 3, because... Inner three is kind of well made. Not a lot happened above screen four. Where am I? Well, what number is that? According to my list, it's eighty four. But I, I had my list isn't updating right now, so okay. That's okay. a so as screen four is currently at refresh that page. No, as much as I have a lot of feelings about this movie, I don't. Okay, <laughs> I do think it is very well made. Pedro Almodovar is a great filmmaker. There's a lot of really good performances in this. Yeah, I don't want to put it above Ginger Snaps, but I think above Scream 4 is probably. Okay. That's fair. Scream 4 is not one of the Scream movies I feel super strongly about, by which yeah. I mean 1, 3, and 6. Yeah, The Skin I Live In has a lot going on, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. Next, Wreck. Yeah, he's the most riggedy, fun wreck. of the ones we watched during this. It was month. not very fun. It was well, more a, fun than these other ones. It were. is a wild zombie film. Um, it is wild. I think we're in sort of that 60s to 70s area with Rick. I enjoy when it becomes a Resident Evil boss at the end. And yeah. Then you get the game over screen. Yeah. You die. <laughs> That's Dark Souls, but you know what I mean. Um, do we like Rick more than we like Alien 3? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, more than Screen 4? Yeah. More than Skin I Live In. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about... I would have trouble putting Wreck above Crimes of the Future. Okay. I was thinking about Saw, which is, is sort of similarly gruesome to Wreck, and I think was a little more inventive. Like, 
Rec does some good sort of found footage stuff, but yeah, the, I think it's ultimately I mean, a pretty even, forgettable movie. Yeah. I mean, you like Wreck more than The Skin I Live? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, more than Ginger I, Snaps. I think it's it's more even than Ginger Snaps. I love Ginger Snaps a lot, largely because of elements of Ginger Snaps that aren't necessarily about how well it's made. Um, so I think on either side of your next. I think it's between Ginger Snaps and your next. Yeah, I'm down for that. Okay. Yeah, because I like your okay, next a little bit better than Wreck. Yeah. Yeah. They have pretty Reason much the has prevailed. Endings. All right. We have so far peace. No. Uh, let's talk about Piggy. Oh, boy. This it? one was a motherfucker of a movie. So this movie was intense. It wasn't terrible. I did not enjoy this film. It had a lot going on, and I didn't really like any of it. Where I so I'm putting, I'm, I'm also, it's a well made movie. I mean, it's, yeah. You're supposed to feel uncomfortable and bad. It's succeeding at the emotions it wants to instill. Yeah. And I think it has a decent, like, I think intention. automatically, like, that line, at the very least, puts it above knock at the cabin, which is 130, which is at 130. Oh, you're right going now. way down. Like, oh, I most say, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I think would it's be better in... than Hellbent. Oh, Let's most see. absolutely. I think it's better than Rockula. I mean, I would absolutely watch Dracula a hundred more times before I would watch Piggy once again. Yeah. I know that's not necessarily our... Piggy's definitely yeah. a better made movie. I think... Okay. Hear me out. All right. Okay. I'm here. I think Piggy goes between Kronos and Teton. No, I feel like Teton... I feel like because they're both like very upsetting, but I do feel like Teton was a better movie. Yeah, even if more indecipherable. Okay. I mean, I it's that we put it. I feel like we've got video drone hunger and invitation here, all of which have a similar degree of discomfort or disappointment. I feel like, but video drone and invitation, discomfort, hunger, you know, moderate disappointment in in what that movie ends up being. I will say that first scene of the hunger. Like the first eight minutes or whatever of the hunger yeah. are worth watching. Like I think that that is a better movie. I like it when Susan Sarandon killed all the monkeys. I didn't, but that's just me. <laughs> but I guess I'm asshole then. <laughs> I liked it when the vampires had sex by laying in cross positions on the bed. I don't know how yeah. that worked, but that was they were, they were doing they fucking. They're doing really cross style. Perpendicular to each other. <laughs> Haven't Fuck you ever it. done it cross style? <laughs> Sorry, it's only. So you make vampires go, not come. Yeah. Well, they're, they're taking it back. That's how they take it back. Do you, uh, I, where do y'all fall on the debate over whether or not vampire fangs have little straws in them? So, yeah, I when I first thought about vampires, like when I talk about sucking your bug, sucking suck your blood. And you know the the fangs that go in there. So when I was little, I thought vampires They're sucking your butt. Suck. Good for your butt, man. I know. If only vampires could suck bud, I'd be a vampire if it was about sucking bud. <clears throat> but that would mean like, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> maybe maybe blood is like bud to vampires. But for real though, I used to think that vampires would suck blood through the teeth yeah. when I was little. Yeah. 
because like why else like have the bite apparatus so like because there's the two puncture wounds right but no they lick it up like then i realized like oh they just they just get up or they just i kind of like the idea that there's this pump system in the teeth yeah well and then i like learned about snakes and how snakes have holes in their teeth but they that doesn't suck in it goes out it's just venom well i like it because then it's like oh because honestly, as bad as the sunlight is, the whole not being able to eat human foods again, I'm like, oh, that's that's as shitty as no sunlight. Yeah, no, no. Imagine only blood. Fuck that noise. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty rough. Also, Anywho's. we're getting a serious horror movie outside right now in California. Like, I can hear the, I can hear the rain through my headphones. Um, yeah, so all the sucking in Piggy is not of the Dracula kind. No. Let's put it's the people Piggy that suck. Right below the hunger. I'm good with that. Okay. I mean, I would argue that it would I, I well, I have made my argument about I would have to remember where I think it enough should go. of the invita- I would have to remember more of the invitation to argue for it anywhere. Yeah, honestly, I know like, I saw it. I I think I like the invitation better, but not like strongly. I just dislike Piggy pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's fine. Uh, that'll put it at one eleven for now. I do definitely agree with you that Rockula is the far more enjoyable movie. And if someone was like, "Hey, you want to watch Piggy or Rockula?" Not a hard decision. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, but like. I mean, now we have sort of the the inverse of that, which is still an uncomfortable movie, but in an incredible uncomfortable movie in 2020's the invisible man yes so i think that one's gonna be up we like the invisible man more than midsummer i do yes okay oh my god absolutely more than velvet buzzsaw yes Yes. okay more than malignant yeah invisible man (laughs) is death I do truly love Malignant, but Invisible Man is without a doubt the better movie. Okay. Yeah. The first thing that I start to feel any sort of way of putting it up against is It Follows. And then, which is another story about an invisible monster. But I don't, they're, they're both very good. Is it better or worse than Ex Machina? No. It is not better than Ex Machina. That's, that's tough for me. Because I, I like it better than Hereditary, which is just above Ex Machina. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do, too. Shit. I mean, I could be at peace with it being above Hereditary. Because, like, I don't like it better than Pan's Labyrinth or Hellraiser 2022. But I think in terms of quality and what it's saying and the performances and everything, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. I, it, I just had trouble re- remembering it as much because it was between, like, a really favorite movie of mine and then a really upsetting movie that it was just like I can't unsee anything that I saw in Piggy. Do we want to put it between Aliens and Hereditary? Yeah, let's do that. That works for me. Do that. And that of course leads to a very favorite movie of yours, Emily, which is Shin Godzilla. Yeah! Yeah, so I think Shin Godzilla is up. I would put it... Between Mayhem and Bitch. So where is the original Godzilla? It's much lower. It's going to be It's not as good as Shin Godzilla. Either way, Shin Godzilla, good movie. So it's a regular Godzilla is number 58 behind Host. Shin Godzilla, I think, is way up there. I think Shin Godzilla is like, yeah. I I would say Mayhem is a little bit more fun. 
But I definitely yeah. think Shin Godzilla has more to say than the, than the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I think it's it's a little bit more of a iconic movie than Bit. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with between Mayhem and Bit. Yeah, I, I really like Bit. That's the only. I do too. But Shin Godzilla is honestly the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean it's it's like an actual movie. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of men in suits moving from one room to the next room. Also, the whole ending of like little frozen like Godzilla Full Metal Alchemist Homunculus Army things just budding out of the Godzilla tail, like that's one of the creepiest images I've like that stuck with me for a while now. Like, I re- I really like Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Also, uh, it gave us Komodo like Kyoko and Patterson, so that's yes, got it. Kyoko and Patterson. Up. Yeah, like that's got to get shooted up the ranks on her own. She's going to be in the president in her forties. Yeah, she she got a lawyer degree at Harvard or something. She's the third generation mechanism. She is the third generation mechanism. All right. Well, if both of you guys want to go above bit, then I I won't put it up there. Yeah, I just feel like it it handled the monster stuff, the satire. It just had so much to say. Yeah. And I feel like Mayhem also had a lot to say in its right. I mean, bit they all have a lot to say, but Shin Godzilla had a lot to say. Yeah, that's not to take away from everything Bit had to say. Yeah, Bit has a lot to say. Bit is a ve- okay. Bit's just a very good movie. Bit's a very good movie, but I feel like in terms of like cinema, <laughs> yeah, Shin Godzilla. Yeah, not all caps cinema. Yeah, cinema. All right. So if that's where we're putting Shin Gojira, Screeby, Scream 6. I so do watched we, this one. You, you haven't watched it yet? No, I, so I have I have oh, caught up by now, and I watched it, and I liked it. Do I like it more than the original Scream? No. I do. Okay. I'll tell you that for, I'll tell you that for free. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's the New York biases in me, but yeah. I mean, you did all I... got to talk about it more than I did. So, like, I my, my experience is probably a little bit Maybe more overwhelming. Maybe it's the bias, but I really like Scream 6. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think it was a it was a fine movie. I would um, say Scream 6 is, is probably one of my favorite slasher movies, period. Like, Okay. Um, I'm really with you there. I mean, again, I've talked about what I'd like to see from, like, urban horror. And this movie kind of did everything I'd want to see from, like, slasher to takes Manhattan. Do you do you like it more than Hereditary? Do you think it's better than Hereditary? No, I don't think it's better than Hereditary. Do you think it's better than Ex Machina? No. Okay. Uh, so here's what I was thinking is, okay, so Scream 1 is at 72. I would put it above that, and I'd definitely put it above Hellraiser 2 as well. Definitely. I would put it above Halloween, which is currently at 68. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Hard Candy that I start to run into trouble. Yeah. I have trouble putting it above Hard Candy or Dracula. So The Descent is at 56, and I like, I I still maintain that Descent is one of just the, like, most raw, scary movies I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's well made. I would be okay putting Scream 6 between The Descent and Midsommar. Okay. I'd be good with that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ranking! Ranking! We did it. We did it again, fam. We did it. 
It's objective. If you disagree with what movie we say is better, and again, the only true measure of judgment, betterness, and if you disagree, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Yeah. All right, Naturally. so... Emily, Dead. you have not had a chance to talk Dead about Rise. Evil Dead Rise. You just watched it. Yeah. How are you feeling uh, about it? I was disappointed. I did not love this movie. I There was a lot of things that I did like, but I feel like the thing that I really give a shit about in the Evil Dead franchise is, sadly, for me, Bruce Campbell. Like, that Bruce Campbell was peak in Evil Dead 2. Army of Darkness, of course, was a fantastic film. I don't think e- any amount of edibles would have made Evil Dead rise. The amount I think, of I think edibles the Evil Dead rise would have been needs, disastrous. Yeah, I don't think it needs be in a corner freaking out specifically, but it needs to be a horror comedy to be Evil Dead. Like if they yeah. did, hey, we're doing a new Evil Dead movie. It's gonna star Caitlin Olsen from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I would be like holy shit yeah it wasn't quite funny enough and i also like really was invested in the family that's and a then bad just... movie to really be invested in the family oh yeah they exactly die. exactly they, i i i talked about this when we talked about it is that i feel like the way in which it is an evil dead movie is obviously it's not funny uh with the few exceptions but it is at 11 for a good chunk of the movie like it is yeah. like there are things that in any other movie you would be like, no, that is too far. That is over the top. I can't I can't handle that. And in this movie, it's like, yeah, but what if not only did the kids start to turn evil, but she ate glass and the pieces of glass were poking through her throat. And then she hit her aunt with a fucking cheese grater. And I was just like, I, I think that I think, as I said, that was the point in watching the movie that I was like, OK, like. This is what we're doing. We, yeah. We really, a, we really committed to this. To me, it's like when they had the scene of like, she eats out a guy's eyeball and then spits the eyeball into another into guy's the mouth other and guy chokes on it. Mouth. That was really the only moment of the film where I'm like, this is Evil Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, I felt like it wasn't, it didn't quite commit to the 11. Like, it was 11 in places, which kind of felt misplaced to me. Like, it felt a little bit messy. And also... It was like an hour 15 until the first blood splatter. That's unacceptable. The most killable character in this movie did not die in the best way. And I'm really sad about that. Like, the fucking drone kid in the very beginning should have been, like... His his scalp should have been eaten off. And, like, he should have been, like... I don't know. Like... They rip him in to half. Take the and drone then, to the face. Yeah, I wanted him to take the drone to the face. Are you kidding me? Like, if she got the drone to the face, then he gets the drone to the face. It's equal rights. Yeah, I see. Um, For me, it with this movie, it's all about Alyssa Sutherland. Like, as the mom in this. Oh yeah, movie, she plays demonic at like a level that I have almost never seen in movies. Like, it's like she is committed and like moving this movie forward just like on her back in a way that like short of like the exorcist there are a few movies that like possession really plays this well like because that that i i talked about it before that 
part where she like looks up over the edge of the bath and says, mommy's with the maggots now. Like, oh, yeah. it's chilling. Oh, yeah. It's that's so chilling. I, yeah, like I. I love the deadites. The deadites are fun, but I feel like it should have been more fun. Like it should have been more fun. And I think they should have like picked on different people because I, I don't know. Like I really like that more, family. You wanted more like people but for them to call. Lots yeah. Of random deaths. Yeah, like I I wanted to see that family like get through it with the power of their like sheer punk rockedness. I admire them not doing that. There are a lot of movies like Hereditary where when you kill the cute little kid, I'm like, oh no, why? Why well, did that... I do this? And this one I was just like, no, like the teenage girl like gets to get in on the being an evil demon, which is like not, That's not the way they frequently do it. I mean, that is, but, like, I wish they were less, like, and then they were kind of looking at the family portraits and stuff, and I'm like, no, they should, if they're going to revel in it, they should revel in it. Like, that's the thing about the the demons. I don't know. Like, I feel like they were trying to be a little bit too wistful with the the family, and then it made me care about them more instead of just having fun watching them become, like, fun deadites and, like, crawl around and be like, I might not, which they did do. Um, So, anyway, where do we put it? What I'm looking at right now is, is for me, it feels a lot like Queen of Black Magic and the, the way I felt coming out of that movie as far as it just being brutal and violent and scary and stuff like that, which they, that's like currently Queen of Black Magic did it better, though. I think so, too. I mean, it's okay. I don't think there's any, like, the... The performance that we get of a bad guy in Queen of Black Magic is all of about five minutes at the end of the movie. But Queen of Black Magic has cool shit going on, and it's a little bit more involved with the characters instead of, like, just fucked up shit for the heck of it. You know, like, they just don't throw in gore because it's gory. I would put Evil Dead Rise... I mean, I don't like it as much as I like Crimes of the Future. I like it way better than I like Crimes of the Future. I think okay. that's largely a question of our, our separate tastes. I mean, I yeah, I notably really didn't like Crimes of the Future at all. Okay. okay. Um, I definitely you... liked Crimes of the Future more, but in the interest of diplomacy. Yes. And Evil Dead Rise was a pretty, like, it, it did have its moments. Oh, yeah, like, when they all fuse into, like, one thing with the three heads, that's fucking gnarly. And they have the, the wood chipper. Yeah, she and... pushes the thing through a wood chipper. And... Yeah. Look, if you're watching a horror movie and a wood chipper shows up, you know you're in for a good time. Yeah. The real all-star, Stephanie. The... Stephanie is pretty great. <laughs> when I wish Stephanie, I, Stephanie, I feel like, should have done more. I wanted more. I mean, more... Stephanie did impale the older sister through the head, like. That's true. I didn't remember that. Okay. So do we like, do you, what about Gremlins? Gremlins versus Evil Dead Rise. I like Gremlins more, I think. I, I would put it above Gremlins, but I don't know. That's, that's much closer to the, the area I'm thinking. Yeah. If, if Saloon had been the movie that it sort of promises in the first 10 minutes, then it's I better would... than, so. it's definitely better than Saloon. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it. Above Gremlins. It's definitely better than like rare exports and stuff. In yeah. terms of commitment. I guess it's on a side of, I guess it's on a side of Gremlins. I could put it uh, I could put it above Gremlins. 
I was looking above sure. Queen of Black Magic. Je- Emily, you're saying below Gremlins. So Ben is in the middle there. So we'll just yeah. we'll go between Queen of Black Magic and Gremlins. Okie dokie. So that puts it currently at 79. Nice. Uh, Minus 10. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important. Yes. All right. Now we're, we're getting now to our uh, stuff that's coming out in our episodes in November. <laughs> Speaking of troubling movies, men. Oh, boy. Oh, Let's talk boy, about oh, boy, men, oh, baby. He gotta, like, I think... Coming out of men, other men, baby. I've seen this movie twice, and I still have no idea how I feel about That's it. That's too I... many times to watch this movie. <laughs> I've seen this movie three times. Too many times. No, nah, I like it. But you know me. I'm like, Oh, vibes. no, this, yes, no, this is a... This is one of those, damn, what a really good movie I never want to see again. It is vibes heavy for sure. Yeah, I, I'm going to put it between... And the vibes are unsettling. These are friends. All right. Um, I am going bad to... Bad vibes. I'm reaching for the stars here. Oh. I'm, I'm pointing. And I'm pointing way out. And if you go too high, I will drag you back down like That's the crab fine. in a bucket that I am. That's fine because this is what I'm expecting. Let's go. Midsummer and Scream Six. Ooh. Ben. I was looking. Wait, is that above Annihilation? Yes. Uh, Annihilation is currently at 62, right above Dracula. Do you like it more than you like Annihilation? They're both the same director. I don't. I have my quibbles with Annihilation, but I think Annihilation has cooler shit going on, and it's also more like... I would definitely give... I, you want to do between Annihilation and Dracula? Yeah, I think... I mean, I do think that... It, do you think men... Okay, yeah. All right. You know what? I'm just I trying mean, in to terms put of the kibosh the on that argument. horror monster, Dracula or men, <laughs> I feel like men have the r- real-life higher body count. Yeah. Dracula can um, never. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know Dracula. I know all Draculas are men. So does that mean that all men are Draculas? No. Not all men. A square rectangle type situation. Yeah. Hashtag not all men are Draculas. Are Draculas. <laughs> That's the only thing. hashtag on not all men that all accept. It's not all, all right. men are Draculas. So, so between Annihilation and Dracula, right next to that uncomfortable area of of the list with hard candy and Suspiria and Black Swan. Yeah. It's kind of funny how genre, how like those subgenres tend to start bunching up. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, we've got like a weird one. Like we've got this very weird eclectic group in our, in the, the between like 57, like Scream Six. And then we have Midsummer After Midnight Host and then like Godzilla and then Annihilation Men, Dracula and then Hard Candy, where it's like, you're right. It's a real eclectic group. Yeah, which is, you know, that's fine. Yeah. All right. So, Hellbender. I love Hellbender. this fucking movie. I, you know, I love the movie. I love it too. I don't know if I love it more than like Annihilation. Yeah. It's or... a really good movie. That's the thing. It's like, it's a really good movie, but I don't think I love it more than like a lot of things on this list. I mean, yeah. I, I love it more than Jennifer's Body. Like, we're talking like this is like the 25 range I, for me i feel oh, like you're trying to appeal to me, me jeremy like i feel like you're trying to abate me i mean because like <laughs> that that area we have at uh, 25 right now is ready or not jennifer's body 
Nightmare Before Christmas, Enemy Apocalypse, Aliens. I like Hellbender better than any of those movies. You're putting it above Vivage, Ex Machina, Nightmare on Elm Street, Girl I can't, Walks I can't, Alone at Night. I can't put it above. It's weird, too, because like I could definitely put it above. If I put it against Lost Boys, I would put it above Lost Boys. Well, yeah, I mean, if we I have Hereditary at 32. Like, that's not even a question for me that I like Hellbender better than Hereditary. Yeah, I mean, Hereditary, Hellbender is the movie that I wanted Hereditary to be. As 2020's which movies go. Yeah. Well, I guess Hereditary's 2018, but. I definitely like it more than Pan's Labyrinth, that's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Between 25 and 35. Yeah. Do we like it more than Invisible Man? I don't think it's, I I don't think it's as powerful. Like, that's the thing is that I like it more than Hereditary, but I don't think it's as powerful as Hereditary. Like, it does. So between Hereditary and Invisible Man? I would put it between Freaky and Ex Machina. That's that's my two cents. I vibes with that. Yeah, because, like, I think it's that's a good spot because it's definitely, like... Like, so when we're talking about Invisible Man, I think, from a technical standpoint, that Invisible Man is at least... should be at least 10 spots higher than it is. Okay. From just a sheer technical perspective. I mean, we can, do you want to open up the invisible man? Like we can go, we can rank it up. Like, I think there's a strong argument to be made that it is ranked low. Like I could see us putting invisible man, like between promising young woman and candy man, honestly. I was about to say promising young woman in the menu. Yeah. I'm, I'm move... down I'm down for open for reopening the invisible man ranking and moving yeah. that up. I usually don't want that... to open up rankings, but I'm definitely open to that. Because okay, I think so that putting that at nineteen, just above the menu. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like that. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like after Saw came out, James Wan took off and made like a hundred more movies of varying quality, and like Lay One L, like I don't feel like we even heard from for years, and then like he just came in and dropped this like all timer in The Invisible Man. In a yeah. series of like planned yep. movies, all of which have been garbage up to that point, like the Tom Cruise mummy, garbage. Like, yeah, every, every one of these like attempts to start a universal monsters, the Dracula Unbound, garbage. Yeah. And then like the Invisible Man just sort of sneaks in there and it's like just destroys. Uh, I went to I don't know if this was ever a truly a thing considered, but at some point someone whispered, like, oh, what if we did the Mummy Three, co-starring Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing? I mean, that'd be fucking awesome. That's maybe one of those things where it's like greater than the, the sum of its two parts. But we'll, we'll, we'll never see. know. We, we will never know. Tom Cruise is the Mummy, a movie that ends with Tom Cruise. You are the new the Mummy. So uh, again, I'm going to reassert my suggestion that. Hellbender goes between Freaky and Ex Machina. I mean, for me, I, I'm i still like, it would be up around 26 or 27 for me. I would like to put it above Hereditary. Above. If we can put it above Hereditary, I'm fine with that. I don't, I can't. I have tried to putting it above Aliens. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll, give, to... I'll give you Hereditary, but Aliens is going to be a wall. Yeah, yeah. Hereditary and Hellbender are such a direct comparison. That I feel like hereditary is upsetting, where Hellbender is like it's actually doing something more That's interesting true. to me. 
That's true. That's true. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I think it's when, when we're looking at this list is one thing that I do value is like what the movie is saying. And I think that's important. So I think, yeah, if we want to do it above hereditary, just between hereditary and aliens, I think that that works for me. I just can't like, yeah, I can't in good faith put it above get away from her. You bitch like girl bosses versus each other. Like I can't, can't. Understood. Now, let's talk about where we rank Donald Sutherland's naked ass. Pretty high. Let's don't look now. I know I I will look now at naked Donald Sutherland, but I here I'm like, I think that the message in the movie is important when we're ranking this, but but I also think that I objectify an actor is just as important. You're allowed uh, to objectify presidents now. Ugh. You know what? I watched. It's um, timely. They're releasing the prequel. I am going to say something. And it's not, it doesn't ha- only has to do with Donald Sutherland. I had forgotten that he was in fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. He's the, the movie. He's the, the, the film movie. of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The film. Slayer. The film. The, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is really fantastic. He is the Giles character. And the fucking vampire in that movie, like the head vampire, is Rutger Hauer. Oh my god, that's amazing. Okay, that's, yeah. How did this movie suck so hard with that cast? Have you seen it? No. Okay, you gotta see it because you gotta really look at it in that light. Because like, it is a horror comedy. Like, and it also has David Arquette, little baby David Arquette. Do we? Yeah, little baby, and he like, and it has Luke Perry. As like the stupid, like it's basically like Lost Boys, but it's like Lost Boys and Clueless, like merged together. Like that's the original Buffy the Vampire. Slayer. It really, it really leans more into Buffy being dumb and shallow than the show ever does. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Donald Sutherland, uh, don't look now. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna say above a hundred. La Llorona is at a hundred right now. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. 75 right now is the original Scream. Do we like it more or less than the original Scream? I don't think it has. I mean, I think it's a powerful movie. I don't think it's as powerful as the original Scream in terms of what it's doing. Yeah. I'm, I and I really dislike that. the ending of this movie, I gotta say. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I would put it maybe between Five Creams and Shape of Water. Because I think it's maybe somewhere on either side of Shape of Water. I think I'm going to put Del now. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. I would say somewhere in that. They're definitely in that more drama-y world than straight horror. Yeah. And there's not a lot of drama-y stuff in this. I mean, do yeah, I mean, do we like it more than They Live? Well, I certainly don't. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I, de- I definitely, no. I'm a great They Live. Yeah, I They mean, Live, and I think Five Cream, it's, I, I like that better. Definitely more than Evil Dead Rise. I'd probably rank it above Queen of Black Magic. Yeah, you would you rank it above Shape of Water? Did not see Shape. Oh, that's right. Shape of Water is I don't know. It, it's iffy to me because I mean there there are problems with Don't Look Now that can be at least written off to some extent by it being in 1973, which yeah. to some extent Shape of Water still has the same sorts of problems in 2017. So that's why I'm thinking above shape of water because yeah. don't look now is about the same but like does it have the advantage or does it, it doesn't have, have the- 50 years of experience 
yeah, the hindsight that Shape of Water should have. And it's yeah. funny because they're both about water. All right. So we have one more to talk about before we wrap this up. And that is our, our special visit from uh, our good friend, Matt Fraction, to talk about Black Christmas. Black um, Christmas. The original Black Christmas. So I think it's above the remake of Black Christmas. Yes? Oh, absolutely. Doubt. Holy 500%. shit. 500%. Yeah. I mean, not, I don't, I can't say that as like a, I mean, miracle ranking 500%, but yes, it is leaps and bounds better than it's the. It's actually remake. haunting and chilling and has Margot Kidder and versus the remake with Carrie Ellis's incel cult and no Margot Kidder. Yeah. Uh, currently, Shudder is at 100. I think it goes above Shudder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundo percent. Well, we're back at uh, Scream is at 75. We like it better than Scream? The original Scream? That's one of those tough ones because, again, we're talking like, I definitely like it more than Halloween. We are, yeah. We're talking about the great, 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 great granddaddy of Scream. Yeah. Like, yes. I think I think for that reason alone, like, I think what gets it above Scream is that I write, is that I put it above Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I don't I would know put if it, it above... gets much higher than that, but I definitely rank it above Halloween. I would put it I... above Nightmare Alley for sure. Yeah. Um, would you put it above Black Black Swan? Black Swan, Black Christmas. I, um, I would put it above Black Swan, but not above Suspiria. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. I think I'm I'm on board with that. All right. Yeah, I, I can be. Yeah, because I, I can't do Black Christmas above Hard Candy. Yeah, no, I feel like hard candy. Those are weird two movies to compare. Yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, like, in terms of the movies and how they're made and what they're saying and the performance and everything, like, I can't. Hard candy is another one of those, like, barriers for me on this list. Also, the, I've just noticed that the thumbnail for hard candy that's on Letterboxd right now is pretty fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's the little red writing in the bear trap. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's a good cover. All right. That's it for us. So that puts us, our our top 10 now, after three years, is Get Out, The Babadook, The Thing, Attack the Block, Alien, Us, Prey, Candyman, Chain to Busan, and Nope. I think Nope was the only one that squeaked in there. Yep, um, nope yeah, nope is the only new entry in the top 10. Yeah, Shaun of yeah. the Dead and Shin Godzilla both got in the top 20, as did the Invisible Man in the menu. The menu currently rounds out the top 20. Yeah. Look at this fucking top 20. This is good. This is a good top 20. Holy shit. Yeah, now, so we're at 148. Our bottom 10 right now is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Suco, Friday the 13th, Knock at the Cabin, Bad Hair, Craft Legacy, No Face Benny, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, They Slash Them, Old, and of course, still holding its spot at the bottom of the list, Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. So I, I think, think the, I, Rape Should Never Be the slash, Third Act Twist. Is They <laughs> Slash Them the only new entry in our bottom 10? Well, Knock at the Cabin made it in knock there as well. Knock at the Cabin. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah Knock at the Cabin. Slid in. It made it out of the top five, hair. but only just, but only just. Both of that are M. Night Shyamalan movies are the Shyamalan ones. Shyamalan is kind of our anti Jordan. If you look, 
Our, so really, our rankings fall on a spectrum of Jordan Beale to M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, actually. You know what, though? There's enough M. Night Shyamalan movies that we could do a whole month of M. Night Shyamalan movies. Can we never? We haven't can we please seen yet. not? Yeah, let's. I mean, I would be down to sort of revisit, like, what? Why are we? Why are M. Night Shyamalan in the first place, though? Oh. Like, we should, we should really, like, Six Sense this. is very Six much sense. worth doing. Yeah. yeah. We should do Six Sense. That, that'd be a good one. Yeah, we should we should remind. I think we should do the happening listeners. <laughs> do signs. Yeah. By the way, I watched No One Will Save You. That movie is fucking awesome. I love that movie. That movie's so good. I love that movie. I was like, because I was, I, I was there with Phoenix, and he was like, "This is like what Signs should have been." And I, I don't, I haven't seen Signs, but I know enough about it through osmosis that like Signs. Whatever science had to offer has nothing compared to this how fucking terrifying and good and like the like last fifteen minutes of signs is where that move is where no one will save you starts. Like it yeah. starts at you know how how crazy science gets by the end. I just can't get over the water twist. Like aliens, oh, yeah. did you not check? We have so much water. Maybe they're, no, they can't no, see water. Maybe they could just couldn't. They can't. They can't see it. It's they like can master infrared. space travel, but they can't master ponchos. I guess not. <laughs> in space, no one can hear you piss. I was really impressed with Kate and da- Caitlin Daver in that movie. She just she manages to hold that movie together for a full hour and a half with no dialogue, just acting against CGI aliens and shit, which like. Yeah, so well done. She and does like, such a good job. The aliens are very standard, but they still are like they really lean into. Okay, let's make these standard gray aliens as terrifying as possible, and like they look good, and they're yeah, it's good. I do want to end this with like, what is the movie that you want? You really, really want to cover in twenty twenty four. So I. So as you both know, and what I've been campaigning for a while, and I'm getting what is now on the schedule, I'm very excited for us to talk about the PlayStation 2 third-person shooter werewolf vampire video game come to life. That is Underworld. Oh, Underworld. Starring Kate Beckinsdale. Yes. Yes. Good. Yes. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Speedman. I. But mostly Kate Beckinsdale. I do want to see that movie again. I haven't seen it since the, I saw it in the theater. Hey, Beckinsale brutally shoved in to tight, the tightest leather they could find. Huh? Bless her heart. Bless her angel baby heart. I mean, Michael Sheen just being an impossibly sexy werewolf. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good time. Jeremy, what's your, what's your top movie you're looking forward to doing? Hmm. So I know we are we're but talking you can think about, of right now. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about more devils right now. We're planning to hit up a lot of stuff I haven't seen coming up. We're we're gonna be watching the Fear Street movies, which have been on my list for a long time and I have not gotten around to. I think mostly because when I look at them, I'm like, we'll definitely cover that at some point. Yeah, yeah. Those are are very high. We talked a lot about Constantine, which we have coming up. I'm actually really looking forward to a couple that I shoved in here because I was like, I just want to watch these and I want a chance to talk about them. I think they'll be probably coming out in 
either January or March, we're talking about Soft and Quiet and Skinnamarink, both of which look really, really interesting and really good. I'm not looking forward to Skinnamarink, but I'm, I, I would love to be proven wrong about all of my biases, my preconceived notions about Skinnamarink. I just can't look at that movie and not think about Cheryl Lois and Graham's Elephant Show. Like, does the Elephant Show, does it come into it? I haven't seen it, so I, I don't know. I've, I heard a lot of people that were really like, had really interesting things to say about both like the sort of non-linear qualities of it, but also the weirdness of it. I am excited. I know we've got some, some cool stuff coming up. We are talking about Sorry to Bother You, which has been on our list for a long time. And I genuinely love Tina Horn is coming back to talk about Bones and All with us. Yes. Always nice. great having Tina on the show. Yeah. Love it. Sexy cannibalism is our brand, if anything is. So one of our brands. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited that we've got some new guests. We've got Sarah Century coming on to talk about the haunting, the original 1963, the haunting. And uh, Essie Flanor is, is coming on to talk about the Fear Street movies with us. That's going to be exciting. I know Ben is uh, super jazzed to talk about Underworld. How about you, Emily? What are you excited for? Well, I was, I, I do really want to talk about No One Will Save You. And I know that there's a lot of other movies that I've talked about wanting to talk about, but the, I am excited for the movie I'm choosing for my birthday this year, unless things change dra- drastically and I have to talk about something else because right now it's Wild Zero. And that one is so fun. It's like Evil Dead, but punk rock er more punk rock yeah and gayer i've i've seen wild zero it's been a hot minute since i've seen it but it was it's a wild film it is as on it is on the 10 it says like what it says on the 10 um i would love to like get in some of the stuff that was in my scary movie month from this year i think you guys would really like placero the bone woman which is the oh i saw that one Yeah, yeah i saw that one too and i liked that one a lot yeah, that attachment, attachment again, gay and Jewish, which we've had, tr- we had trouble finding both of those when we started. Yes. And then uh, Medusa, the Brazilian horror film is super interesting and, and a kind of a rough watch, but that those, those three, no one will save you. And then I would love, like, I finally watched James Wales, The Invisible Man. I think if we're going to do another, like, director that we got, that we have a whole month of i'd love to like talk about james whale and talk about the invisible man frankenstein bride of frankenstein and was the old now the movie the whale was about the director james whale right no but gods and monsters oh, also starring brendan fraser was about james whale so that's very good that's actually confusing what the fuck yeah god damn i didn't even know that that there was the streams are crossed but i guess they are yeah. Well, <laughs> I am pretty hardcore that we will never talk about the film The Whale on this show. And then I guess yeah, I'm going to be like, The Whale, was that one of those Spider Man villain movies without Spider Man that Sony makes? <laughs> Is he going to team up with Dr. Michael Morbius? <laughs> Dr. Come on, The Whale, we got to go fight Spider Man. Just, I didn't know Morbius's first name was Michael. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Does yeah, he do documentaries, too? I, I think 
Morbius also has a M middle name? Yes, it's Michael M. Morbius. Does he do Roger and me by Michael M. Morbius? Uh, sometimes Stanley's commitment to the alliteration bit just got absurdly delightful. Yeah, I mean, good for him. Good <laughs> for him. Name, Dr. Michael Morbius. Nicknames, Dr. Mike. Mike. Mikey. Mikey boy. Morbius the living vampire. I like the, all the mics. Like, it, the mics are definitely, like, they, they are more important than the, the morbing, according to this source, which I assume is some sort of Wikipedia or fan Wikipedia. Yeah, it's a... Uh, this is just consulting Marvel the single thing. Jared Leto interview. Cousin <laughs> Mikey. Mikey boy. We are talking uh, about morbing. So, we will... I guess we will... What, what, what episode is coming out next? What do the people have to look forward to after this? So after this, what we should be looking at is people will finally get to hear the fill-in episode from the week I missed where Emily had folks on to talk about Vampire Hunter D. Oh, they yeah. one lust, baby. Vampire Hunter D, that movie ruled. Yeah, and, and I was talking about was a movie no that is... plot, and it was fucking awesome. That movie was just fucking this shit happening, and Vibes. it was all red. It was a Patrick Willems branded vibes movie. Yeah, it's like I can confirm. I talked cooler. to Patrick. Will I talked to Patrick at New York Comic Con? He confirmed that yes, Vampire Hunter D is a vibes movie. Oh yeah, I mean, how <laughs> could you not? Like both Vampire Hunter D's are vibes movies, but Bloodlust was like, no, actually, we we need to consolidate and distill these vibes. Like these vibes must become a fine liqueur of vibes, and like that's what. Like, well, it's just just that like. Hey, you're following a protagonist. He's committed to the job. He doesn't have feelings. Maybe he teams up with a woman every time. She yeah, doesn't not... matter. She's interchangeable. She's she's got a gun and is cool. And he doesn't actually have a character arc. This is it's just the plot doesn't matter. You're just here to see him do vampire huntery things in this world that doesn't really make sense, but damn if it ain't gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. If you like Castlevania, enjoy. If you like Miami Vice, if you like the My Michael Mann's Miami Vice or Christopher Nolan's Tenant, you will like Vampire Hunter D. Wow. What an well, interesting series of comparisons. They're yeah. all vibes movies. Listen, yeah. Jeremy, I don't like Castlevania, the show. I'm talking about Castlevania, the film. Oh. I mean, film. Castlevania, the, wait, the, the video film game? for first quarter Nintendo. <laughs> I'm talking about the symphony of the night. That one kind of got away from me there, didn't it? I sure did. I was just thinking about how symphony of the night is a film in my mind. A film that you play. It's a film that I play. And it's pixelated. It's very avant-garde. Well, well, uh, after this comes up, I mean, I think we have Vampire Hunter D, and then I think we'll have Soft and Quiet, and then we get into our Black Directors Month which uh, we're really talking about an angry black girl and her monster. We're talking about the blackening. We're talking about the miniseries, the other black girl. And we're talking about sorry to bother you. Oh, I am so excited for that. Yeah, yeah me it's going to be a good set. We've got a lot of really great guests lined up for that. Yeah. After that, we're talking about skin and and bones and all and the haunting and fear street. So we've got a lot of, a lot of great stuff already lined up for the new year. Um, all right. All right. So Fun. stay tuned and stay horrified because I'm sure 
It's also elections are happening this year. Fucking so. welcome to Sorry. year four, baby. We're still kicking. Yeah. Absolutely. Year of the Prog Horror Pod. Well, until next year, uh, <laughs> stay horrified. Excellent.